Welcome to episode three of a series of podcasts on the American poet Robert Frost. In this podcast, I will look at arguably his best-known poem, The Road Not Taken. To begin, we again, through the power of technology, hear Frost reading his own words. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveller. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. The Road Not Taken is an ambiguous poem that allows the reader to think about choices in life, whether to go with the mainstream or go it alone. If life is a journey, this poem highlights those times in life when a decision has to be made. Which way will you go? The ambiguity springs from the question of free will versus determinism, whether the speaker in the poem consciously decides to take the road that's off the beaten track, or only does so because he doesn't fancy the road with the bend in it. External factors therefore make up his mind for him. Frost wrote this poem to highlight a trait of, and, and poke fun at, his friend Edward Thomas, a Welsh poet who, when out walking with Frost in England, would often regret not having taken a different path. Thomas would sigh over what they might have seen and done, and Frost thought this quaintly romantic. In other words, Frost's friend regretted not taking the road that might have offered the best opportunities, despite it being unknown. Frost liked to tease and goad. He told Thomas, no matter which road you take, you'll always sigh and wish you'd taken another. So it's ironic that Frost meant this poem to be somewhat light-hearted, but it turned out to be anything but. People take this poem very seriously. It's the hallmark of the true poet to take such everyday realities, in this case the size of a friend on a country walk, and transform them into something so much more. The road not taken is all about what did not happen. This person, faced with an important conscious decision, chose the least popular, the path of most resistance. He was destined to go down one, regretted not being able to take both, so he sacrificed one for the other. Ultimately, the readers left to make up their mind about this emotional state of the speaker at the end. Was the choice of the road less travelled a positive one? It certainly made all the difference, but Frost does not make it clear just what this difference is. The main theme of The Road Not Taken is that it's often impossible to see where a life-altering decision will lead. Thus, one should make this decision swiftly and with confidence. It's normal to wonder what the outcome would have been on the other road, The Road Not Taken. But to contemplate this hypothetical deeply is folly, for it's impossible to say whether taking the other road would have been a better or worse. All one can say is that it would have been different. The Road Not Taken suddenly presents the speaker and the reader with a dilemma. There are two roads in an autumnal wood separating off, presumably the result of one road splitting, and there's nothing else to do but choose one of the roads and continue life's journey. The central message in the poem is that in life we are often presented with choices. When making a choice, one is required to make a decision. Viewing a choice as a fork in a path, it becomes clear that we must choose one direction or another, but not both. 
in the road not taken, Frost does not indicate whether the road he chose was the right one. Nonetheless, that that is the way he's going now, and the place he ends up, for better or worse, was the result of his decision. This poem is not about taking the road less travelled, about individuality or uniqueness. This poem is about the road taken, to be sure, as well as the road not taken, not necessarily the road less travelled. Any person who has made a decisive choice will agree that it's human nature to contemplate the what-if, had you made the choice you did not make. This pondering about different life one may have had lived, uh, had they not done something differently, is central to the road not taken. The speaker opts at random for the other road and, once on it, declares himself happy, because it is more grass and not many folk have been down it. Anyway, he could always return one day and try the original road again. Would that be possible? Perhaps not. Life is a way of letting one thing leading to another until going backwards is just no longer an option. But who knows what the future holds down the road? The speaker implies that when he's older he might look back at the turning point in his life, the morning he took the road less travelled, because taking that particular route completely altered his way of being. Structure this poem consists of four stanzas, each five lines in length, a quintrain. This simple-looking poem, mostly monosyllabic, has a traditional rhyme scheme of A-B-A-A-B, which helps keep the lines tight, whilst the use of enjambment, where one line runs into the next with no punctuation, keeps the sense flowing. The whole poem is an extended metaphor, the road being life, and diverges, that is, it splits apart. There is a decision to be made, and life will be changed, perhaps forever. Whilst there is a reflective, thoughtful poem, it is as if the speaker is caught in two minds. He's encountered a turning point. The situation is clear enough. Take one path or the other, black or white. Go ahead, do it. But life is rarely that simple. We're human and our thinking processes have always on the go, trying to work things out. You take the high road, I'll take the low road. Which is best? So the tone is a meditative one. As this person stands looking at the two options, he is weighing the pros and cons in a quiet, studied manner. The situation demands a serious approach, for who knows what out the outcome will be. All the speaker knows is that he prefers the road less travelled, perhaps because he enjoys solitude and believes that to be important. Whatever the reason, once committed, he'll more than likely never look back. On reflection, however, taking the road because it was grassy and wanted wear has made all the difference, all the difference in the world. Frost uses the road as a metaphor for life. He portrays our lives as a path we are walking along towards an undetermined destination. Then the poet reaches a fork in the road. The fork is a metaphor for a life-altering choice in which a compromise is not possible. The traveller must go one way or the other. The descriptions of each road, one bends under the undergrowth and the other is just as fair, indicates to the reader when making a life-altering decision it's impossible to see where the decision will lead. At the moment of decision-making, both roads present themselves equally. Thus, the choice of which to go down is essentially a toss-up, a game of chance. The metaphor is activated. Life offers two choices. Both are valid, but the outcomes could be vastly different, existentially speaking. Which road to take? The speaker is in two minds. He wants to travel both, and is sorry he cannot, but this is physically impossible. The road itself symbolises the journey of life and the image of a road forking off into two paths symbolises a choice. As for colour, Frost describes the forest as a yellow wood. Yellow can be considered a middle colour, something in between and unsure of itself. This sets the mood of indecision and characterises the language of the poem. 
Frost also mentions the colour black in the lines, and both the morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Clearly this is to emphasise that both roads appeared untouched, not having been tarnished by the foot of a previous traveller. The poet is the first to encounter this dilemma. The two roads in The Road Not Taken hardly differ. The first road is described as bending into the undergrowth, the second road described as just as fair, though it was grassy and wanted wear. At this it seems that the second road is overgrown and less travelled, but then the poet writes, though as for that passing there had warned them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay, in leaves no steps had trodden black. So again the roads are equalised, yet as if to confuse the reader, Frost writes in the final stanza, I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference. With that, we are left to wonder how Frost knew the road he took was the one less travelled by. But Frost likely left this ambiguity on purpose, so that the reader would not focus so much on the condition of the road, and instead focus on the fact that he chose a road, any road, whether it was that which he was less travelled by or not. And, as a result, he has seen a change in his life. Misinterpretation this poem is the most misread in all of literature. It is often interpreted as an anthem of individualism and non-conformity, seemingly encouraging readers to take the road less travelled. This interpretation has long been propagated through countless song lyrics, newspaper columns, graduation speeches and motivational posters. But as Frost liked to warn his listeners, you have to be careful of that, that one. It's a tricky poem, very tricky. In actuality, the two roads diverging in a yellow wood are really about the same, according to Frost, and are equally travelled and quite interchangeable. In fact, the critic David Orr deemed Frost's work the most misread poem in America, writing in the Paris Review, This is the kind of claim we make when we want to comfort or blame ourselves by assuming that our current position is the product of our own choices. The poem isn't a salute to can-do individualism. It's a commentary on the self-deception we practice when constructing the story of our own lives. In the final stanza, we can't know whether the speaker is sighing with contentedness or regret as he justifies the choices he's made and shapes the narrative of his life. Frost wrote this poem to tease his chronically indecisive friend, Edward Thomas, who misinterpreted the meaning and enlisted in the military shortly thereafter, only to be killed two years later in World War I. 